So we are recording, and I can edit everything out. So, Craig Blaze, welcome to the Worcester Real Estate Podcast. Great. Thank you for having me. Uh, you bet. Glad to do it. You bet. So this is the launch of our podcast here at Keller and Sadowski. I'm really honored that you are our inaugural guest because... Thrilled and honored. Yeah, well, if there's, if there's a very important person in this very important city, you are it, sir. Well, I'm not sure about that, but thank you very much. For the, you're very kind. Well, I do, I do appreciate <clears throat> you coming to our office today. A lot I want to pick your brain about and where we are as a city, how we got here, you know, what's been... Um, what's been sort of the catalyst of all that we've been seeing. So I know you've been involved in the city a long, long time. Yeah. What, what do you think, you know, over the last, you know, 10 years, yeah. what's, what's been driving Worcester sure. to, to have the recognitions it, it, it's gotten in? Let me, let me go back a little further yeah. than that. Let me, let me go back to the early 90s. Um, and, and again, I, I, I put a big disclaimer on this. Um, I'm going to explain this because... Um, I started uh, working in development in the city in the early 90s. However, yep. this was not all about me and all about me individually. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to have played a role yeah. uh, in, in a lot of these projects. But there have been so many people from political leaders to the Chamber of Commerce to brokers who have just all pulled together in an incredible way uh, since that time uh, to bring Worcester where it is uh, today. Uh, I tell this story, and if you don't mind, I'll tell this little story, uh, which is a very, very interesting story. Um, back um, in the early 90s, um, we were building our convention center, right. and um, we were trying to figure out a way to, uh, to um, figure that out, how the convention center was going to relate to then the successful Centrum, yep. um, and how that was going to relate to uh, opening up downtown yep. and, and that. And it was complicated from a financing point of view and that, and, and we had finally figured it all out. Um, and um, it was actually um, under construction. And the group from Portland, Maine came down and they wanted to see how we did that because they were trying to figure out a way to expand the Cumberland Civic Center right. in, in Portland, Maine. And I sat on the corner, stood, I should say, on the corner of uh, then Worcester Center Boulevard, which is now Major Taylor, um, and East Central Street, which yep. is now Martin Luther King Way. Uh, I stood in that corner and I described a billion dollar development agenda that was underway. Uh, and it included uh, eliminating this old fire station uh, on the corner and turning it into a hotel. Uh, this old abandoned concrete building that had pigeons flying out sure. of it that was going to be a regional courthouse uh, someday, right, right. Um, a convention center that was going to be attached to the um, to the DCU, to the then Centrum. Um, and then across the street, there were these dirt parking lots uh, and a railroad track that ran through a bunch of very dilapidated buildings. And they said, someday there's going to be a $250 million healthcare facility there. And if you look closely across, yep. there is a train station that has weeds growing and trees growing out of it, no towers. That's going to be an intermodal center, and <laughs> we're going to bring back the mall. We're going to reopen the mall, yeah. and sat on that corner and explain the whole development agenda. And, and everyone there thinks you're crazy. They thought I was absolutely <laughs> crazy, um, and they went back. But this is the best part of the story. Uh, fast forward uh, about 15 years, uh, 18 years after that day, um, I was asked to go down and do a before and after at the convention center yep. for a group of architects uh, that were coming in from all over New England. Uh, a before and after shots of these buildings. Um, and I went through it building by building and showed 
how we essentially transformed and we implemented that billion dollar agenda. And when I got done, um, I went back to the table. Um, we were in the convention center, yeah. uh, which has been very successful. The guy came up to me, big beard, and he said, I, I work in Portland, Maine. He said, I came down here 20 years ago You're and kidding. stood on a corner with you. And we got back in the bus and said, whatever that guy is smoking, we'd like some. Yeah. Um, because yeah. there is no way. He said, but my God, the city did it. Um, yeah. And it's just incredible. And I tell that because those major projects, while they didn't attract the private investment that we wanted at the time, yep. they laid a very important foundation in Worcester, which I would say, and I would argue that that brought about um, the Mass College of Pharmacy to make yes. their decision, the completion of the biotech park, uh, that decision that was made, uh, City Square, uh, which then came along uh, and we ended up tearing down the mall uh, and creating those development pads. Yes. Um, to all of it, the group that, that formed the Mayo Group uh, to, to, to buy downtown and invest, the Hanover Theater, you think of all the projects that preceded that. Um, now, now, it is so, um, it really is so, uh, I'm so proud to sit with the city manager on a Friday morning at our coordinating council and we actually argue about what private development would work on a parcel. Right. Um, and that is a big significant change and it does take that long. Yep. It takes 20 years in the development cycle. So Worcester has just had an incredible renaissance. It's definitely our time. Um, I agree. Now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's our time and um, we now are seeing that private investment uh, as a result of those anchor projects that were successfully done by a lot of people, political people, governors um, who believed in Worcester from the Salucci administration sure. to Weld to Patrick, um, the airport, um, oh, yeah. the whole focus on transportation with the 146 project. Um, that was extremely important. And then obviously commuter rail uh, to Boston just opened up. And th those projects take a long time. Um, but now we're seeing um, the fruits of the, of the labor that, that, that was had during that, during that period. I like to say, you know, Worcester was, has always been the second largest city in New England. Yep. It just sort of took time for the city to realize its full potential. And to your point, that can't happen overnight. Right. And it, it seems that we've figured out, and I can't include, I say we as in a city, you know. We figured out that it takes partnership between the public sector and the private sector, and it seems like we're all heading in the same direction, chasing the same goal. Yeah, absolutely. And let, let me tell you an interesting point on that. We um, Union Station, it yes. was um, it's an iconic building. It's got such historic significance. Um, I actually was a young project manager on that project, um, and um, I didn't really understand the significance of the completion of that building would yeah. have on the whole entire region, not Absolutely. just Worcester. Everyone yeah. sent off, someone has a story that they sent someone off to the military by train, they sent someone off to college yep. uh, at that location. And so um, this is an interesting point of how, uh, to your point of, of how things have changed. We were actually, the construction contract uh, was signed. All of the design was done. The federal and state money and city money was in place and construction had started and we held a meeting to give an update um, and people were showing up at the meeting saying you will never build it 
that will never happen. <laughs> right. And that person Doubters everywhere. Front, they were, yeah. uh, no one believed because they were promised so much, so many times, yep. and they were failures. Yep. And so it shows now, and it's interesting to fast forward, uh, to come and see the Red Sox announcement where 2,000 people showed up at the Common yep. to welcome the Pawtucket Red Sox right. to Worcester last, last year at this time. Um, that just shows you how the attitude in Worcester has changed. They are believers. And, and yeah. the city manager will talk about it all the time. Uh, the most important part of this whole development piece is the confidence that Worcester now has in itself. Yes. Um, and it's an important piece. And that radiates it absolutely through all does. the key stakeholders in the city. Yeah, and developers who are coming in sense it. Um, oh, yeah. Everyone's excited. Uh, they're willing to work with you. They're willing to work hard uh, to get what you need to do uh, done. Um, and we're seeing it now. As I mentioned, we have developers competing for parcels. Back in the 90s, when the TIF legislation went through, we would sit around and argue how many things we could layer on a parcel to sure. beg someone to buy yep. it. Yep. Um, and now, it's different. there's competition. whole different game. There's a competition. I mean, just in our office, we're seeing there are develop local developers, local investors, statewide, and also folks from outside the region. Yes. They want to come to Worcester because they're seeing what's happening. I think the deal, one of the uh, one, uh, important uh, project that went forward uh, in Kelleher and Sadowski were a key piece uh, of that is to put together the mercantile, um, the whole mercantile plaza, the whole mercantile Absolutely. center project yeah. where we sit today. Um, that project, um, if you think about it now, um, there were a group of first, it was incredible that Boston investors came in and took a chance on Worcester on this, on this property. Yeah. Uh, they did what they said they were going to do. And then it was bought out by local investors with local banks. Yep. That's an incredible story. Absolutely. 600,000 square foot center in downtown Worcester um, that the local banks and local investors believe in. Um, uh, that's an incredible story. And now, now to see where this property is a true anchor uh, in the downtown. It absolutely is. And when I bring either friends, relatives, or clients through the Mercantile Center, they're surprised that this actually exists in Worcester. Because yeah. 10 or 15 years ago, they probably could not vision as high class a facility that we have here. Absolutely. Super important. Uh, you're absolutely right. So you mentioned the Red Sox, and yep. that's that's gotten a lot of attention, obviously, the last couple of years, and rightfully so. What, what I've been wondering, and it's, the Red Sox, it feels like the, great, the right move, and it, it's gonna be super impactful for the city. Yes. But what I've been sort of playing around with this idea that Worcester sort of had already arrived. Yes. It's great to have the team, it's, it's amazing. I'm super excited. Everyone is. But Worcester was already on the path to success. Yeah, uh, it's a very good point. They were. Worcester yeah. was absolutely on the path of success. We would have still been doing all of this uh, without the Red Sox. Right. I will tell you what I think the Red Sox uh, have done. It's um, given us the, the um, uh, regional and even, I would argue, national recognition uh, that we deserve because yes. of the history and the name of the Boston Red Sox to have their affiliate, their top affiliated team located here, people took notice. Yes. And they took notice far and wide. Um, that um, sort of polarizes, if you will, excuse the yeah. pun for the polarization, yeah. <laughs> but it sort of polarizes. And it, it, we have uh, any developer that comes in from the outside uh, that is looking at something, they mention the Red Sox. They mention the Red Sox yep. too. Uh, we got Boston news stations that were covering it now. Um, it even made you know national news stations. 
Um, so Worcester got recognized. NPR picked up stories across the country um, for Worcester. So that in itself is huge yes. for the city. In a different way, though, um, the, that pro there are projects that were creeping along here uh, and making their way through, uh, very successful projects that do not get that notoriety, right. do not get that type of success, but they are critically important. And, and we referenced the whole idea of the medical school being cited here having a teaching hospital in the UMass system, yes. it really prompted uh, the whole biotech cluster to be done with the Massachusetts Biotechnology Park. And we yes. have quietly filled that park um, with good paying jobs in the right area, in the, in the healthcare and health sciences. And that having a research hospital, a teaching hospital there, even a private um, for-profit hospital with the St. Vincent system being here as well, uh, that's critically important for jobs and long term and all of that. Um, so that that park uh, and now um, being expanded uh, to include now biomanufacturing, where we're building upon the success of our new cluster, yes. um, the, the biotechnology, and then we're going back to our roots of manufacturing yes. because we had a very successful manufacturing base here, and now we've been we've been able to pivot. Um, into in, into biomanufacturing, which I think um, quietly is very important. Yes. Uh, those are going to be very important jobs at all levels um, for Worcester. And that that's, I think, another situation where public sector, private sector had to work together to get to that point. We always had the talent to, to have a biomed park and to, yeah. to do biomanufacturing. We have great universities in and around Worcester. Yes. It's just, like you said, the development cycles take a long, long time. Right. But to your point, that, that area of the city, if you will, doesn't get a lot of press. That's but right. it's moving the needle for us in a That's really right. meaningful way. Absolutely. Yeah. So Red Sox are great. Yeah. Um, I think it, it put us on the national level, national scene, if you will. Um, but we quietly, um, Kevin O'Sullivan, uh, the former head of the uh, of MBI, the Mass Biomedical Initiative, used to say, "Come out to Worcester. Uh, we have this thing called the collaborative gene here, uh, which is very appropriate yeah. for that industry, where we check all the egos at the door, sure. uh, and everyone works together to get stuff done." Yeah. And he proved that time and time again. Uh, look, we we landed. Uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a mistake that we landed. Um, AbbVie, and it wasn't by coincidence. That we, it was a very organized effort to yes. recruit them to the park. And now look at them. They they produce Humira, which is like a $12 billion drug yep. right here in Worcester. I know. It was researched, founded here, and now it's produced here. Yep. Um, that's incredible. And, and that doesn't get the press you know, that, that you would like it to get. Right. Um, but there are a lot of good, sto good stories like that here, uh, here in the city. And now, importantly to your point, Investors can get a return. Yes, um, and that's that's really important. Yes. So, uh, for for the overall economy of the city, and it's it's growing. It's growing very fast, but it's still. I think there are. I think there are more opportunities presented here than say Boston. There are to, there to are. your point on that return. And I think if I were to if I had a magic wand, yeah. uh, and I could take the city's marketing effort um, for young the younger generation yes. coming up. The millennials that are looking for a place, I would market this with a lot of money. Um, I would be out trying to brand this to be um, the most affordable urban experience in New England. Yes, we are an affordable 
urban experience. Um, it's absolutely right. It's urban. Yep. It's compact, condensed. Um, it has walkable. a home, walkable yep. hometown feel, yep. um, but yet very affordable. And if you if you, if you want, uh, you can get on public transportation and go experience a very expensive um, sure. experience yes. in, in Boston. Yes. So. Um, and you can play a lot with that, yeah. but we are definitely an affordable urban experience. And even even with the growth, um, when we're, we're not going to catch up to the prices and yeah. the things that, and what it costs in Boston. And as a millennial myself, that's something we're looking for. Yeah. A lot of my friends, either out of college or out of high school, they look at Boston as this great opportunity to have a really cool lifestyle. Yeah. However, that comes at a cost. Right. I fully believe most of what you can experience in Boston, you can experience here. We really have created that 18 hour yes. cycle. And, and it's not just the canal district anymore. That's the right. downtown area is thriving. I was here last Friday night. There, there was young people everywhere. Downtown Worcester, yep. didn't see that. So Not a couple so long ago. good examples. Yeah. I'm always a good storyteller, but good, good examples. If you look at Franklin Street, what it was even five years ago, 10 years ago, Franklin Street had a lot of vacant storefronts, had a lot of vacant um, yes. office, office tenants, residencies. Now you walk, walk along Franklin Street to the 2800-seat to the Performing Arts Center at the Hanover Theater. You pass by a comedy club. Yep. You're soon to pass by a black box theater. You pass by a pop-up artist district. Um, it's just incredible. Mm -hmm. All of the restaurants now are starting to fill in yes. um, because um, those venues are bringing people back um, to the downtown. So there are a lot of things to do in, in, in Worcester besides, and, 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 and we built upon the success of the DCU Center, yes. of that original Centrum with the concerts and the hockey and, and that. So we, we really now have grown up and we act like a much bigger city. Yeah, and it, so it, it really took that grand vision that billion dollar development vision way back in the early 90s to get to this point. I, I believe so. It, that that it's laid pretty the incredible. It yeah. laid the foundation for private investment and, um, and it, now it's, we're seeing that it's happened. Last question before sure. we go. Five or 10 years from now, where do you hope we are as a city, as a region? Sure. Um, I would like to see uh, in five or ten years much more density in the downtown. Yep. I don't think you can ever become dense enough. And I say that I think the push for housing is extremely important. Yes, housing uh, solves a lot of problems. Uh, one, we want to have affordable, um, mm -hmm. and we want to have market rate, and we want to have a good mix. But we want we want a lot of it. We yes. want density in the downtown. What is density too? Uh, it prevents crime. It's proven everywhere. Um, it allows you to be a much more cleaner and active um, downtown. But more importantly, it brings retail. It brings yes. commercial retail. Yes. The, where the people are, the retail show up. We've proven it um, to date with restaurants. Yep. Um, and now we have to take the next step. And over yep. the next five to 10 years, I would love to see much more commercial retail in the downtown with, a, with, with downtown being, being called uh, the downtown neighborhood. Yes. where there are a lot of people that live here, work here, and obviously uh, buy and play and entertain uh, in, in the city. So I think we're on track to do that, and I think that should continue to be the focus. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just such an exciting time to be in the city. I love coming to work here every day. Down, being downtown, there's so much to do. There's so much exciting things to work on. That's 
all possible because of folks like yourself. Well, thank you very and, much. And we, we as a city owe a debt of gratitude to you and everyone you've been working with all these years. So Thank you very much. I you bet. That. Well, thank you for coming right. on our show. This Great has been a lot of it. fun. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay.